to Starkle's House of L. This is our episode for the Krypton episode, Civil Wars. I'm Derek. I'm Frank. And suffice it to say, spoilers abound, ye who enter here after this mm. moment, because good grief, it is the the hour of the season, the finest episode of the series to date, in my opinion. I don't know where Frank falls on that, but... I uh, cannot disagree with you on that. I absolutely adored this episode. It... It felt like a season finale in so many ways. The fact that we're lucky enough to still get four more episodes after this episode uh, is is a treat because I really felt like this was the culmination of so many things. Um, Blake Ritson's Brainiac, uh, Doomsday, General Zod, that just like in the first five minutes alone. Boom, boom, there, boom. Just one there's thing after so another. much going on that... And I, we said it in our, our, our special halfway point episode with, with Craig Byrne. We just didn't expect all these reveals so early. We thought these would be, uh, you know, drug out a little bit. Um, but they did not. They just went for it. They jumped they right in and they went for it. Like, un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I don't think I ever really anticipated the day where we would see, you know, that that much... Um, Kryptonian Superman lore, uh, that that much of it so densely packed into an hour of television. Uh, it's like one of us wrote it. You it, know, it, 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 well, it, it's, that's yeah. what it felt like. <laughs> like it was written for us, not just you know the blanket exactly. Superman t- style story. It was yeah, it no. was very much that 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 Zod House of L. Krypton, I don't know. I just, I, I, I was really just in the first five minutes. I was like, all right. When I turned it on, I was like, well, we'll, we'll drag this out for a week or so. And I was like, well, no, we will not. You'd expect we- that. You would, and, and honestly, that would seem fair. You know that that would be, if that's how they decided to handle it, that would be fair. Like to drag it out, like sort of, sort of typical TV writing. But you know what really helps this is that we only have ten episodes, so that really kind of forces the pacing them to is, be concise. Yeah. The pacing is fantastic, and again, not not only do we have ten episodes, but the show continues to take your expectations and just throw them out the window. Just, I mean, if episode five, you know, flipped the table, uh, this like now we're playing an entirely different game. We're not even playing with the same pieces anymore. It's, we went it's, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, exactly. we left the coffee table and we went outside. Let's completely, um, completely. Let's talk about this episode where we we start right. Where we left off with General Zod uh, telling Lyda that who he is and where he got that necklace from, and and Seg is there to hear the whole thing, but they are interrupted quickly by Adam holding a rifle to the back of Zod's head and saying that we shouldn't trust a word this man says because he is Superman's greatest enemy, General Zod. Uh, and the music cue when that happens is it's just awesome. That that beat that uh, he the, the the reveal that he is General Zod. And I'm just going to ask this at at the top of the episode: Do you believe that he is General Zod? I do. I I'm taking it. I'm taking it as written. I am. I'm taking it. Uh, taking their word for it. This is actually General Zod. He um, he is a Zod. He is a Zod. Um, obviously, he, he he could not have opened the gate later if exactly. if he weren't. So that's that's I think pretty much proven. He's not like you know a Valel hologram or something. Like he's real. Yeah, he bleeds. Yeah. yeah. Um. So 
I, I I'm inclined to believe that he is who he says he is. Yeah. Are, are you I, doubting that? No, not not so much. I am doubting eighty percent of what he says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not buying it. Um, now, I don't know that I, I, I do, believe I everything believe he says, but he, I believe his identity. Yeah, I do believe that he has returned to to stop Brainiac, but I I think he has his own agenda. Yes, very much, very much agreed. And there. whether or not that's to kill Sag after everything's done, to stop Cal El from being born, or to stop Cal from going to Earth, or something, I I don't know. But there's there's a whole lot more to his story we're not getting, and and I mean they pre- they they uh, push him for what how he's even here. I mean, where is it? What time is he from? 200 years in the future. Well, no, more than that, years. because he knows Clark. 200, yeah, you're right. So like 230 years. You know, I mean, years. you know. I mean, you know, it, it gets really complicated when we start talking about Earth time versus yeah, Krypton time, yeah. right? Because we know that many thousands of our yeah. years have passed by yes. the time he got here. Yes. I think that I shall never see. A po- anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kalel, Kalal, Ralph, whatever your name is. That was a lazy Brando. Um... So obviously we learn more about Zod moving forward to the episode and we'll get to that. But just that seems to be the the elephant in the room. First off, is is he who he says he is? And we yeah. have no reason to doubt him at this point. So exactly. We'll just assume that uh, he is the true General Zod. And can we just say what a fantastic casting choice? Uh, wh- Outstanding. What a, what a uh, not only that. To make me root for General Zod, I know, right? Is huge. Like I loved, I love General Zod. General Zod is one of next to Lex Luthor is my favorite Superman villain. So to 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 give us not only a casting choice that just makes me absolutely root for him, but to give him in a way his own humanity is is stellar uh, stuff. But um, I digress. Uh, we are in Goldie Wilson's chambers on Candor. Uh, he interrupts on, and I'm, I, let's let's go ahead and say at the forefront, we're going to, I'm I, I'm still going to call him Goldie Wilson through this recap, even though he's not Goldie Wilson. Yeah, I guess to, I guess kind of after today we have to yeah, let, to let sit- Goldie Wilson kind of go off into the the great the great red sun in the sky. Hush your mouth. <laughs> I've not been I've not been more proud of anything in the in recent years than Goldie Wilson. I will, oh, oh, I have nothing against. I will, the name I will Goldie cling Wilson, to it, but with, he's not him anymore. He's not. But for for the sake of this episode, he is. For this episode, he is. Yes, for yes, this episode, I, he is. But I'm Goldie in. interrupts uh, on his prayer to Rao, um, and obviously, we as an audience realize he has been infected by Brainiac and acting very differently under the mask. Than yeah, he has yeah, not in, quite himself anymore. Yeah, than he has in recent weeks. But he's he's challenging her beliefs, and he's fascinated by Anna. He 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 truly is. I mean, to 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 see a a, a creature uh, blindly follow something, yeah, is just beyond honestly beyond Brainiac's understanding. Even with his wealth of knowledge with his collection of cities and vast civilizations, he, he is he says later in the episode, he says it's nice to be surprised. 
Yes, that's um, right. He he's never experienced this kind of selfless love yeah. and this this uh, blind loyalty. Like he's yeah. he's just he's never encountered it and he can't really comprehend it. No. No, uh, it's it's beyond his understanding and, yeah. and and it's sadly probably not going to go well for Anna. No, pro- probably not. Moving forward. Probably not, which is which is super sad. Um, um but d- it it is really cool to see him like he's he's fascinated with her the same way you might be fascinated with like an animal at the zoo or something. You know, he's like, "Huh. So you just you just do that, huh?" That's, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Or like an insect. Yeah. You just keep going back to the anthill. Like they it, have it's like a kind little, of little civilization in there. It's like, yeah. uh, and they have their queen and they uh well, so yeah. like like the bees. That's so interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he's very much a purveyor of what is happening uh with her. Uh Darren and Nissa are talking to Jaina and Darren's chambers about the the coup and and way too loudly there's people walking by in the hallway i guess it's not really chambers it's darren's office but it hush your mouth a little bit pump hey, the you brakes know that, you know that secret coup we were gonna yeah, throw that you assassination know? plot edna so, so <laughs> you know, uh, it's going down tonight we good with that did you file the paperwork for an assassination <laughs> plot yeah, we're good. We got. I yeah, got no, it's triplicate. all documented. It's fine. I it's fine. It yeah, it's legal. Yeah. Everybody good with the assassination plot? Of course we are, sir. You know, it's it's <laughs> uh, that guy. The first shot is that guy walking by, and Darren's like, "We have to kill him tonight." And I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, easy, easy, killer." Whoa. Is the entire magistrate office on board with this? Let's just let's let's calm down a little bit. Slow your roll. Uh, I do love. So they're gonna assassinate Goldie tonight at the end of the Nova Cycle. And they're going to do it in the Hall of Justice. Yes, I got that. What a Fantastic. great... Fantastic. What a Fantastic. great little Easter egg. Like a great little reference. Meanwhile. You know, I, meanwhile, at the Hall we're gonna of murder Justice. Gold- murder. Meanwhile, murder. Meanwhile, we're going to murder Goldie Wilson in the Hall of Justice. Uh, we're back in the catacombs. Adam accuses uh, Zod of working with Brainiac which he just says is absolutely ridiculous, that he has come back in time to stop Brainiac, that history tells that this is the moment when Brainiac captures Kandor's bottle city and Krypton will begin to crumble. Its core will destabilize, and in 200 years it will be destroyed. Um, This is what he's always done. This is elementary Kryptonian history. uh, Seg, I mean, not Seg, Adam does not remember this from his own timeline. So... It suggests that history has been altered or the future has been altered. So I guess what you're saying in a way, Derek, is mm-hmm. that there's a there's a paradox and we mm-hmm. need to try and get our arms around it. Em, em, yeah. Hug it. H- hug hug the hug, hug the, the, the time anomaly. Like the sound of that. That hug the sound. anomaly. No. It's gotta we'll be a better word. Yeah, we'll, em- we'll work. Embrace. And eh, no, that'll never catch on. No, no, nobody likes that. Nobody likes that at all. Um, I was going to suggest that we've skewed off, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, Either or, embrace the paradox. That's that so. Zod obviously drops the bomb that we've just kind of taken for granted the past five episodes, and that is Krypton will be destroyed in two hundred years. That's what leads Kal El to Earth. Adam has kind of glossed over that part of the uh, of the history of Krypton. Minor detail. 
Yeah, it's just not that big, which Seg just becomes outraged uh, about lying about it. He's like, why would you not tell me that? And Adam's like, why would I? Who wants to know that their planet is going to blow up? Like, that's not that's not why I'm here. That's not the mission. Krypton has to blow up. My mission here is Kal-El. And if Krypton blows up 200 years too early, he can't get to Earth. Um and 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 Adam continues to suggest that Zod is there to destroy Krypton and and Zod says no no Zod would ever destroy Krypton it's our duty and our proud privilege to defend this world and he doesn't finish the sentence he says it's it's our duty and light is like our duty and littering and yep. and yep, uh, yep, yep. yeah and he finishes proud privilege so it's yet again another hint that he is from the house of Zod. Right. Something that, uh, that she taught him growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Lyta disarms Adam and they cuff both uh, him and General Zod for questioning because honestly, they don't know who to trust at this point. It's very much a standoff down in the catacombs. Zod says that Brainiac is immortal. Um, and again, we he, he tells us that he's he's always been coming. This is a thing that happens. We know this date in Kryptonian history. This is November 5th, 1955. Like, this is exactly. the day. That's exactly it, yes. Yeah, this is the day when everything changes. I, I had to come back to November 5th, 1955 to, to stop him. So, but again, not jiving with what Adam knows of future history. Adam doesn't... Adam believes that Brainiac is from the future and coming back to destroy Krypton. Uh, and that's that's the quote-unquote warning he received and we'll talk more about that uh later on in this episode um but zod says that brainiac is immortal and that kryptonian weapons are useless against him that obviously history showed that krypton lost uh to brainiac um after the taking of candor the elves and the zods escaped to kryptonopolis where general zod discovered an ancient weapon and he says he's been searching for months with only one clue. And it's he's got this, I don't even know what you'd call it, a oversized pocket watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oversized pocket watch is probably about the most. I, 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 I don't know how else to, a trinket. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Brick a brack. I don't know the correct, yeah, I don't, I don't know the correct terminology for this, but the, it, it has emblazoned on it, the signals. Oh well, we'll go ahead and discuss this now because Frank called it uh, last week perfectly. I mean, we talked about it week before last or last week. I think we talked about it with Craig. Well, we did, but we also talked about it when he first saw the door in the episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, you said obviously you said that is the House of El Shield and the House Zod Shield together on top mm-hmm. of each other, and spot on, sir. Uh, they thank are you, overlapped. You. And it's obviously the same emblem that uh, Seg found on that door. Yep. Uh, with the <clears throat> with the group earlier uh, in episode five, I I mean I'd recognize my house shield. I mean we saw the House of L symbol, but they're all standing around going, "It's no house sigil I've ever seen." I'm like, I see an S, like it's right there, buddy. Look past it's one of those 3D magic eye things from the nineties. Just look past it, and you'll see <laughs> That's it. That's right. Yeah. There's a sailboat. Yeah. It pops right out. Look, just just look look closely. Yeah, yeah there it just is. Look closely. But obviously, uh 
<laughs> they they don't see it at first until they see the, the bigger picture of it later on. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of get it with Sag because he only got like half a glance at that door before uh, the Sith Knights turned on him mm. down there. But obviously holding that 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 bric-a-brac now, I'm just going to call it bric-a-brac. I like it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you'd think he'd he'd spot he'd catch on to it, and he does later. But he does eventually. Uh, they talk more about this weapon, this weapon of mass destruction mm. that the Sith Knights are sworn to protect. We also called that uh, in our episode as well, that that's why they're down there, to protect that weapon uh, from anybody getting their hands on it. And that's where we also see that what the reference was to you're an L, you can destroy everything. Exactly. Um, you have the power to open this this vault and release something truly horrific. Um, this episode could also uh, be called uh, Dev M and the No Good, Terrible, Very Bad, Horrible Day, or whatever the name <laughs> know, of that book really? is. He just gets the, poor Dev the fuzzy M. end of the lollipop. Poor Dev M. I mean, just what? Because uh, weren't we doing that starting last week? Weren't we going to give our alternate episode titles for this one? So yeah, this one's an Dev M and the No Good, Terrible, Very Horrible, Very Bad Day. Mm. Uh, Jaina entrusts Dev M with the information that an assassination plot is being planned against Goldie Wilson. And we're, we're doing it tonight. Tonight, 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 tonight is the night we're we're going to do it. Okay. Nine-ish? Right, is nine-ish good? You free? I'll bring the dip. <laughs> um, <laughs> thankfully, and it's at least shorts. in her office behind closed doors, unlike, you know, the magistrates where I guess attorney-client privilege is not uh, not a huge thing with an open-door policy there at the, at, at the magistrate's office. Yeah, I guess not so much. Yeah, yeah. At least the military guild takes that a little bit more uh, uh, seriously. But, but... Dev, Dev obviously, Dev does not like Goldie Wilson. Dev's not a fan of Goldie Mm-mm. Wilson. Mm-mm. I mean, and so, but Dev's also not a murderer. He, he he's right. very by the book, and he is very honorable. He comes from an honorable household. The M's are 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 prolific on Krypton. So the very fact that Jaina has even brought this to him, he's like, well, great. Now I'm implicated. Like exactly, like, even, and I can't. I can't not go through with it now, but it's he, also go ahead. He he's clearly like the, it, you actually kind of learn a lot about about him and and the House of M just from the way he acts here. Yeah, because it shows that there's clearly like it, it makes sense that the House of Zod and the House of M would want to unite with uh, with he and and Lyda you know being betrothed because you can see that they're cut from a similar cloth. They have the same emphasis on honor and like you said, you know, going by the book. Um, and I feel like we, we learned a lot about him just, just from seeing the way that he handled these situations in this episode. Well, I mean, we know, you know, we've gotten pieces of information. It was an episode two is at house of L where we see the scars on his back and that's right. Yeah. We learn more of his <laughs> backstory. <laughs> hey, high five. <laughs> I get a, I get a ding, a little dingy ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, thank you. The you don't have the dinger today. there, do you? No, I got it. Bing. Okay. Thank you. There we go. I'll go back and edit one in. <laughs> Wait, no, you owe me a ding. Let's just I say owe you like a ding that. next time. Get him a ding. Okay, so <laughs> I'll ding you. Thank you. So, whoa. So Dev, hey. uh, Dev is like, well, great. Here we go. Now I guess you know. But there's so much. I'm not going to say it's blind loyalty because it's not. He he obviously challenges Jaina and is like, you know, there's nothing stopping me from going and and finding somebody and having you arrested right now. And Jaina's like, we could find out. Yeah, if we let that happen. 
And, you know, is it Jaina challenging him or is it Jaina like, yes, please go do that. I would gladly go to jail for this because I don't want to have to. I feel like it's about 20% that. 20% yeah, like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. If you uh, if yeah. you manage to... I don't want to have to kill you, but I will. I will. Know, that... And and if you manage to escape me and get me arrested, then kudos to you. Then yeah, you're the good, better good man. Yeah, good job. I've trained you well. Yeah. And and that's kind of what it goes back to. Dev's like, I learned everything I know about being a Sagittarius from you. Yep. I, I follow you and, and you know... And and Jaina even says to Darren earlier in the episode, that, well, D- D- Darren and the entire magistrate offices, because the door open door policy, uh, mm. that you know his loyalty is is to Zod. His he loves Lyda and he works for her, so he would do anything for her. And clearly, we see in this episode that that is true. So yep. Dev is now on board with killing Goldie Wilson. It's going to happen. We got to make it happen tonight at nine. Dip. Tonight at nine. We good. PBRs all around. So Edna, Edna's got to keep the calendar for everybody. Yeah, That's why. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm writing it down. Adam uh, apologizes. We're back in the catacombs. Meanwhile, in the catacombs, mm-hmm. Adam apologizes for not telling Seg about Krypton's destruction. Destruction. <laughs> destruction. I can't talk today. He's like, it's, it basically, he just, he doesn't sugarcoat. He's like, dude, it was too hard to tell you the truth. Nobody wants to learn that. Like, why would I come and be like, hey, your planet's going to blow up. But it's also I mean, going to blow up like in a week. So we need to d- delay that. Yeah, need, yeah, we, yeah. I need it to blow up after you're all long dead anyway. So now we finally get to sort of what, what you had touched on, Derek, I think in, in one of our like preseason episodes, which mm-hmm. is, you need to save Krypton today so it can explode later. Yeah, yeah, and that's because I of... had never really, really realized that Adam comes and tells him, you know, half truths. Like I didn't realize yeah. because I take it so for granted that we all know, you know, carved in stone, Krypton explodes. Yeah, um, it's it's as as integral to the story as you know him being Superman being rocketed to Earth. Like it's it's that integral, and. I just took it for granted, like, oh yeah, we all know that Krypton is going to get destroyed, and it didn't really dawn on me, like, oh wait, he didn't actually explicitly say that, so no. Seg doesn't know. Like, it no. didn't really click for me until yeah. until this episode that, oh wow, yeah, like he didn't know that part. He all he knew was I'm saving Krypton today. He didn't know I'm saving it so it'll be destroyed later. And I think we even said it either in our Rankless Initiative episode or the Word of Rao episode that we were we we're coming to an impasse with Sag and Adam that it mm-hmm. was going to you haven't been for you haven't been totally honest with me and obviously we were correct here here we are on that um but here's where it gets kind of interesting so Adam says that he received a warning and the warning did not specifically say anything about Brainiac mm-hmm. the warning suggested that Superman's enemy was going to go back to change the timeline and Adam's like, if it's not, if it wasn't Brainiac, then maybe it was Zod. And Seg's like, you didn't even know the full story before you came and did this. So I'm saying at this point, Adam did not consult with Superman. Adam went off and did this half cocked. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I don't think Superman would, under any circumstances, would have sent him back unless he knew for sure that he was. Superman would have never, yeah. Superman would have never sent him back without the full information on what he was about to step into. How how he even found Seg, I don't know to begin Correct. with. Correct. But 
and, and you know, for that may not be a huge plot point at all. That may have just been he found him because he was supposed to find him. But I, I think Adam wants some notoriety. I think Adam wants some attention as a hero, and his way to do this was to go back in time to to save Kal El as a as a baby. You know, two hundred years from now, but. Where did he receive a warning from if it didn't come from Superman and Superman did not give him the information he needed to complete this mission? So where 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 did he find out that something was coming for Krypton, whether it be Brainiac or General Zod? I've got that question. And I think like a corollary to that question is what if Superman didn't send him back? Why did he go back in the first? What what necessitated this? Like maybe, maybe it's maybe it's what you're saying. Maybe it's like a booster gold situation where he mm-hmm. wants the glory and the fame. Mm-hmm. But what if like it, it? It seems to me like there's something missing here. Like did Superman? Did Doomsday kill Superman? Like is that what happened? And is he? Is this the aftermath of that? He's trying to prevent that from ever happening. And and is I- there some? You know how how he that then that begs the question: How did he get the information about going back to Krypton and knowing about the that that one of Superman's enemies was changing the times timeline? That I I I still have that as a question, but it well, does make me wonder what started all this. Something's got to be overlapping there because it's November fifth, nineteen fifty five, for both General Zod and for Adam. Yes, Adam knows that he's got to come to this point because this is when Brainiac is coming to. General Zod knows from the history books. That this is November fifth, nineteen fifty-five. This is when Berniak has always come to Krypton yes. and ripped Kandor from the ground. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you're 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 correct. I I, I think eighty percent of it is pride for Adam. I think he wanted mm. to be the hero, and he, as Adam does most things, suppose, uh, did did not get the full story before he ran out the doors of the saloon. If that Interesting. Makes sense. Okay. I, I mean, so that's just my opinion. I, I he think he heard half the story. And he just, heard half and the story. To... And he was like, well, I got to get to Krypton. I got to get my Zeta beam and get out of here. And the old caretaker is like, wait, sonny, there's more, but he's already <laughs> gone. You know, it's, it's hold on, Mr. Strange. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta tell you the rest of the story, but he didn't get that chance. So I don't know, hmm. but it, I think the bigger question is not why he's there, because I do believe pride is, is a good one. I believe it's what brought him there in the first place. Where did a warning come from that Adam intercepted that Superman wasn't aware of, or anybody, if we're assuming that there are other heroes in in this universe, Batman, Green Lantern, whatever? Because um, it would be cool to have a world with a Justice League. Uh, oh, hell yeah. And and the fact that he didn't uh, go through any of them, go to them for help, that he went and did this by himself uh, as as a loner is would would it changes up his story a lot. It does. It wouldn't surprise he, me if he went to them and they they wouldn't help. So he's like, I'll do it myself. Yeah, yeah, or that, or just didn't go to them at all. Or just yeah, just went or around just them. was like I'm just gonna take care of this myself, and then maybe I'm like one of you now. I'm cool, and you'll accept me because here's here's the implication. Episode two, well, episode one, so so the pilot, but really getting into House of L, uh, 
he he literally has a cape of Superman's. Did he steal that? I mean, like the implication is that Superman sent him back. He never outright says it, but it's kind of implied that I'm that this is why I've been sitting here. Even though he's never said it, and when he pulls that cape out, I mean, he's got the Sunstone Crystal. Then he pulls this cape out. I mean, he he's got this wealth of knowledge, regardless. So, but the implication seems to be that he, that Kal El sent him, even though he never really says it. So we're yeah. learning now. I think that that's not the case. I, I think you're right. I think that yes, that has been heavily implied up until now. I took it almost for granted up until now. But I think you're right. And that again, that makes me like, how did he get the cape? How did he get the crystal? Yeah. Those things make me think Superman's dead. Those yeah. things make me think that we're we're looking well, at like a post death of Superman story and, here. And like he went back to the fortress and grabbed those things before he uh you know jetted off to the past. Maybe. Uh there's not a whole lot of I wouldn't jump too far, but obviously when the when the vault is opened later in the episode, Adam yep. reacts and says, I know that name. But it's mm-hmm. not like a. Well, that's true. That's not like a. That's him. Like, um, uh, yeah, you're right. There would be more familiarity there. Yeah. That's that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Yeah, yeah. He literally only says, "I know that name." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, true. Doesn't look at him and goes, "Ah, death, destruction." Um, I know Lida, the bony protrusion. Right. Lida suggests that everybody work together. Look, it's it's. It's Lyda and, and Seg, and then you've got Adam and, and, and Zod, and they're going two different directions. But the greater goal here is Brainiac. Whether he came from the past, whether he came from the future, whether he's always come here, whether this is a new story or not, he's still coming. He's still going to rip Kandor from the ground. But Adam says that if the warning he wasn't received it was about Brainiac and that Brainiac has always come here, and he didn't know that, which... Come on, buddy. You got to know that. If this is what ends up destroying Krypton, well, Krypton has to be destroyed. So Adam says to protect the timeline, Brainiac has to take Kandor, which just throws a whole nother wrench in things. You know, he's like, my warning about somebody coming from the future to, to destroy Krypton must have been about the General Zod. He's obviously come back in time. But... And and if he comes back in time is an, and and is successful, and Krypton doesn't destroy, uh, Krypton isn't destroyed by Kandor being removed, then Kal-El never comes to Earth. So in right. a way, General Zod's still effing everything up for. Yeah, him. true, true. So it's 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 like a twelve layer cake. There's there's many there's many many uh, depths to this story now. Time travel gets gets wonky, but. Adam's like, dude, if he's right, and this is what Krypton, this is how Krypton is destroyed 200 years from now, then we just got to let Brainiac do his thing, which, which nobody like likes. That does not help. To them. Do what? It's unthinkable to them. Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, and 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 that doesn't go along with any. That doesn't jive with what anybody is thinking except Adam. So that that puts him obviously at at odds with sag even more meanwhile at the hall of justice uh sins are being forgiven we talked about uh the word of Rao uh episode we talked about the nova cycle and how that was a a part of the nova cycle the religious you know we said it was like passover thanksgiving and something else 
I don't remember what the other little one was. Easter, little Easter, little Yom Kippur, a little bit of everything. Uh, but um, that obviously that you you are pardoned of your sins, and we get to see that actually in the episode after we discussed it several weeks ago. We see that they are forgiving the sins at the conclusion of the Nova Cycle. It's all part of the celebration, and a known bomb maker with Black Zero is pardoned, but a young Sagittarius lieutenant uh, that does not sit well with him. He's like, we don't, we don't do this. And Dev's just like not even looking at the tablet. He's like, uh huh, yeah, what, yeah, he's cool. No, he's Whatever. good. So Nissa gets involved, and they both tell the the kid to brush it off, citing the politics that are beyond them. But he is not letting it go. So he's the he's the dude in the Dark Knight that that has figured out Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. Batman mm-hmm. And, and just keeps eating at it. Um, and obviously Beth's gonna. Not in well for that dude. The man who knew too much. Yeah, uh, here shortly. Um, Lyta has had it with Adam in the catacomb. She's like, I'm not, we're not doing this anymore. He is insane. Uh, if he's even beginning to suggest that we need to let Brainiac take Candor, we just need to cut him loose, be done with him. Um, but Adam again says, Look, this timeline's too important to screw with. Superman has to come to Earth, and Adam's and, and Seg's just like, you're obsessed with my grandson, which is a weird quote for many series, but he, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird enough here. He's like, you are obsessed with Superman. You, you, you can't, uh, possibly think that we're just going to let Krypton be destroyed. Cause sex like, what's the point in doing any of all this? If it all ends in fire, why do we have kids? Why do we love each other? What he's like, I care about my world. I care about my friendships. I care about Lida. So if we're if it's all going to die, what's the point in any of it? It's so, it's interesting because you know normally you'd you would. I think in, in any other Superman story talking about Krypton, you know Krypton's destruction is inevitable, and you kind of see it as something that has to happen almost for the greater good, mm-hmm. um, for Superman to to be able to to come and, and help us. But that's a very like Earth centric point of view, right? Oh, he's he's going to come save us, so those people have to die. Oh well, what a sacrifice. Um, but from their point of view, you know, if someone came to you and said, hey, Derek, your your planet's going to die in 200 years, you can stop it or you can just let it happen. You know, you'd feel like, well, I have to save the world, obviously. Like, I'm going to be like, I got news for, I got news for you, buddy. It's going to blow up in 30 years. We're not even have 200 left. <laughs> if we're not careful. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah I, I get that. I get that. Um, it's, you say, you talk about taking that for granted, and it's funny because I was watching, um, I was actually watching. I got the three-hour version of Superman the movie. Mm. Um, it, they they released it on, on Blu-ray, like the full version. Uh, is that about, not the like not the year two thousand cut? It's a, no, a different no. cut. No, this is a mm. this is a brand new cut, uh, and it came out that. about a month a month and a half ago. Oh, sweet! And it's got the theatrical version on it. And it's also got the three-hour version. It's got the footage from like when it aired on ABC and stuff like that. Oh, the famous like lost footage that everyone always yes. like remembers yes. seeing. Yes. Oh, okay, it's pretty cool. And it's actually coming to theaters uh, this summer too. Oh, I'm so in. Uh, yeah. So, but I was watching it, and you know, there's some more Krypton stuff on there that's not in the theatrical cut, and it's easy to it's easy to not care about Krypton. In its destruction, aside from the House of El, because you see Jor-El, you know, Jor-El goes to the elders and is like, Krypton's doomed. That That's a that's a constant from from the, the Adventures of Superman 50s show to the animated series to Smallville. 
Krypton is doomed. Krypton is gonna blow up if we don't do something. And nobody listens to Jor-El. So Jor-El's like, well, my son will live. And it's kind of easy to only care about Jor-El and Laura in that. And because they didn't heed his warnings Mm. and they kind of did it to themselves. Now, I Mm -hmm. realize there's an entire planet worth of people that probably were never given that information. But still, when you only focus on that aspect of it, when you only see Jor-El go to the elders and then come back to Laura and is like, we got to put him in the ship. Uh, it's easy to forget there's an entire world of people that we're getting to interact with on this show that are going to be affected by this, whether or not it happens a week from now or 200 years from now. Um, and that's why Seg's like, you know, why would I sacrifice this world, my friends, my family, the ones I love, uh, even the thought of having children for a, for an idea, for a future if and that if being Superman. Right. And they leave Adam tied up and go in search of the the vault uh, down in the catacombs. Because Seg has just had it with Adam's propaganda, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's where we're getting some way more cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's not talk about all that destruction and, and negative stuff. Let's talk about some cool stuff. So, so Z- uh, Zod and Seg are talking while searching for the vault. And Seg's like, tell me more. And Zod's like, hey, uh, your son was my closest friend. So yes, he and Jor-El were best friends. We got that, we got that notch. Um, but hearing him talk about his hatred for Kal-El is kind of again, it's like we're rooting for General Zod. Like I know. Like you almost understand. Like the Terrence Stamp Zod and and all this and 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 Michael Shannon like he's he's almost a a dictator in a way yes. you know he's he's while yes he does subscribe to those ideals you don't really and, and you get more into that in Man of Steel with that General Zod because you know it's that's even though he stages a coup there uh, against the the elders uh, he he's very. He's so proud. And we've seen that in Jane and Lyda, how proud this household is, this name. Um, but his hatred for Kal-El is born out of the fact that he's an immigrant that lost his way, that he did not... He he put something else before his home and that they are enemies, and but that Zod takes no pleasure in that. And again, it's almost like... I Well, I do. I believe him. I wholeheartedly believe what he is saying. Like, I, I believe that he doesn't want to hate Kal-El. He wants Kal-El on his side, but he doesn't like how Kal-El has done things because he doesn't know of his Kryptonian heritage enough and he was raised on Earth and he defends Earth. Mm-hmm. It, it very much, it very much is... It's It's like they're painting him as the mirror image of the modern Lex Luthor, where he yeah, is the, so... The, Earth-centric, and so like he's an alien, we can't trust him. Uh, he's he's a flip of that of like you need to embrace your Kryptonian heritage, and you can't embrace the Earth side of things. Um, he and he very is very convicted about that, and he wants he wants to be uh, uh, Kal El's ally, but he won't stand for the way that Kal El you know defends Earth over Krypton. 
Well, and it's funny you say that about Lex Luthor because it's very, it's that same Michael Rosenbaum thing for me. You want to root for this character. Yes. You yes. want them to, to be, because seeing him and Sag work together is great. Uh, it's really cool. And then you have to stop and remember, holy crap, this is General Zod. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it very much is that, that, that Rosenbaum, that, that here's the backstory of this villain. Once you know all their motivations, doesn't that make you kind of like, aren't they kind of a likable villain? Like, yeah, yeah. sure. They're, you, you, they're still doing evil things and you don't, you don't support that. But some of their, their reasoning or some of their, what got them here, you can sort of stop and say, huh, maybe if, if I was in that position, I'd, you know, it wouldn't be so clear either. And a likable General Zod is such a far-fetched idea. Right. right. Like, He's always sort of a caricature. Like, yeah, I like you love General Zod, but like nobody's rooting for Terrence Stamp and Superman 2. Like nobody nobody's like, I I'm I'm digging this guy. Like I like I like his vibe a little bit. Like that's not happening. It, you know, General, would you care to step outside? Hell yeah, Superman beat his ass. <laughs> like let's let's let it, let it <laughs> exactly. happen. Um but Whatever. Anyway, um, we're back with Goldie Wilson. He has suggested that he has all of Rom's memories and that Ona can join her inside him. Ooh, it's creepy. Uh, Gross. And we see another disciple in the in the uh, chamber is, is visibly shaken by the words he's saying. He's, he's getting more creepy with it each scene mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we get to. Uh, in the magistrate offices, Darren is angry that the junior officer is uh, the lieutenant is snooping around into the bomb maker, and Jaina tells him not to question her authority. She said something interesting here. She said that 20 years ago, you came out of nowhere and married into House Vex trying to make himself important or trying to make yourself important. That was an interesting line. We don't know a whole lot about Darren, but he married into Vex. Yeah, so that's interesting because it's like, wait, so then if his name is, if his name became Vex, but he married into the house, then how how exactly does that all, how does that work? And then what's his real origin? Yeah, yeah. So that does give us the uh, pause to the idea that Seg would marry into a Vex and become a Vex, or that obviously the Zod household is more powerful than the M household, so... Uh, uh, so Dev, Dev, Dev would would theoretically take Lida's name. Yeah, yeah. If that Interesting. Were to happen. The greater household gets the name. It seems like. I wonder if, if this is if there, this is sort of you know this this shows continuity for uh, why you would have you know may, may, maybe they're trying to sort of um, make it a little more of an of an equality like less of a, a gender thing where we've always seen traditionally uh, in, in every every take on Krypton, the woman always takes the man's name. And I wonder yeah, if in this yeah. case they're going to make it like, well, no, it's about the household. You know? Yeah, so, I, I, they've said that. They, I mean, they've said gender's fluid on Krypton, you know, obviously bisexuality, like it, you're you're matched with who you're matched with. Right, right, um, right. So, so I think they're trying to be a little more progressive about the way that they handle this. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, I think that that... Um, you kind of have to be, especially on this show, uh, and and I like that it's the we're the bigger house. You come into us, like it's not a should I take my name? Should I keep my name? Should I take your name? Like no, you 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 become so yes. So if Sag were to marry Nissa, Sag would become a, a Vex, as did Darren, and same with Dev. Probably married into the house Zod, he would become. Uh, I mean Dev. Did I say Darren? That'd be weird. Dev would become <laughs> Dev Zod. Right. Um, which is a question coming here in a few minutes, and we'll get to that. 
But um, Dev ends up meeting with the uh, lieutenant who says he's seeking an audience with Goldie Wilson over the pardon of the bomb maker who has now disappeared mysteriously. And Dev suggests, hey, why don't we go talk about that in that empty room, janitor's closet over there. Alone. This is a, hey, you might be onto something. Let's go in that soundproof uh, alley over there and um, I'll murder you. How about that? And <laughs> I'll just put my shorts on and let's go to the yeah, alley. Yeah, I got my murder breakaway pants. And 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 the lieutenant's like, I didn't bring my murder shorts today, man. We're good. I'm, I'm fine. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you. I'll see you around. Um, so he's like, no, we're, we're good. Bye. And he just runs off. But he goes to meet with Jaina, which does not end well for him. Uh, because she has on her murder shorts and she murders him. Uh, uh, because he has said he has been granted uh, a meeting with the voice of Rao, and she's like, you know, you're you're a good lieutenant, a good dead one, and then just like straight up kills him. Dun, um, dun, dun. Yeah. So Lida has a lot of questions for Zod. Obviously, I mean, he's her son. Theoretically, theoretically, so, yeah. You know, as far she's as you like, know. I have so many questions, and he's like, all right, go for it. And she's like, "Don't you? Aren't you afraid that you know, knowing too much about your future, you know, all that Doc Brown business?" And I love the line that Zod says: "A man who travels into the past to change things doesn't have the right to be picky." Right, um, right. I love that. Yeah. I, I very much love that. He's like, "Listen, you know, I'm changing. I'm changing history already. What? So what? Yeah, I, I'm changing everything now. We're here. And, we got to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, let's just go through with it at this point. Here's something we didn't talk about at the beginning of the episode. Obviously, the two of them spar at the end of." Um, uh, last week's episode, whatever last week's episode was called, the name has escaped me now. House of Zod. House of me. Zod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed one word episode titles. Smallville. It was easier to memorize them all. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing okay, but but ten episodes in, I might be. I might be struggling. It's a good thing that they're all like word like phrases I'm familiar with, like House of L, House of Zod, the Phantom Zone. That helped. True. Yeah. So we need at the end of the season, we need you to do like a "We didn't start the fire," reciting all of the uh, all the episode titles. Pass. You know the same way. The same. I've heard so, you do it with like the, the Smallville season titles. You're just like season three, go. Uh, so we need to do like, you know. Pilot House of Vell. <laughs> no. Word of Rao, House of Zod. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, I might. I might have a beer first. Um, but Dave Spar at the end of the, uh, the last week's episode, he didn't recognize her until the necklace comes out. That's and I right, guess, yeah. I guess, would you recognize your mother at such a I young age? I would think so. I, I would know. think so. But how long do Kryptonians live? Yeah. And and you know, is she just really although I guess I mean, do they not have pictures? Like do they not have like Yeah, that is what I think it was like what you kind of know. Like if I saw my mother, you know, 30 years ago if, if it was a back to the future situation and I was walking through Hill Valley and I saw my mom I'd be like that's my mom. Uh I hope you'd react differently than than Marty did, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would well, too. Well, differently than Lorraine did, you know. Well, yeah. Marty's well, like I don't do anything with it. I was um, on both sides. But you know, again, it's 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 not too far fetched that he would run into her. He knows she's a Sagittarius. She's dressed like a Sagittarius, um, and it's obviously there's even this moment when they're fighting and and she is counteracting his moves in that episode where he's like, "Ooh, you uh, you know that one." So yeah. it, it it's the the shock. It, it it didn't really come to him though until he sees the necklace, which I I thought was interesting and kind of went back to my is this really 
General Zod, is this really her son? But we're led to believe that he is. Um, but he says, you know, uh, pretty much that he, she was a bitter old woman. Uh, that it was weird. See, that's weird seeing her smile at such a young age because uh, can the loss of Candor weighed heavy on her heart. She was in one of the military ships fighting Brainiac when it happened, mm-hmm. and we find out that she taught him to put Krypton before anything else. Like she fashioned, he says, "You fashioned me into a weapon." Like General Zod is the way General Zod is because because of the way Lyda reacted to Brainiac taking Kandor. And that's cool to me. That's a, that's a cool footnote to the story of why General Zod is so steadfast, staunch on Krypton. And it's because of Lyda's demeanor after mm-hmm. Brainiac's removal of Kandor. Um, and so obviously all this leads Lyda and Seg to their own questions. Uh, of the future you know i have a future son that recognizes me as his mother kind of not really uh but only recognizes seg as the father of his best friend right so, so that's where kinda... does this fall in for um you know who is zod's father who is your father who's the zod father yeah yeah maury come on let's let's do this episode where, is your father dev m like how does this what's, work what's happening What's um, happening? Like, but Seg's like, look, the future's confusing. Obviously, we've learned that today. But <laughs> so let's just worry about today only. And they kind of they don't embrace, but they touch hands. And Zod sees this and kind of reacts to it, but only for a moment. Um, they don't they don't get a whole lot of time because they battle Sithonites hiding in plain view. Holy crap! The Sithonites are ruthless. I mean, they're dressing up like the cave walls. And hiding uh, to to protect the the weapon, um, mm-hmm. and and Zod and Lyda kill both of them in very matching uh, combat styles. And they reach the door, and and Seg realizes that it is an amalgam of both house symbols, and blood of the house. The only way to unlock it is to hey slice our hands open. That's what we do here. <laughs> that's that's you know that's what they do on the, the movies. So that's, that's what, what they do. do. That's what they do. Speaking from experience, I can say it's actually a pretty. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Yes, yeah. uh, I mean I'm still healing, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I guess I guess it was I guess it was cool to feel like I was on TV. Well, you know, I my thing is like it's like how much this has all been in the last like when you think about it, this show has take, taken place in a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all have all been beat to crap. Surely there's some other place bleeding on you that you could. That, I mean, his hand's not healed from the last time he cut it open at the fortress. That's right. But anyway. Um, Although I guess he did get healed by that stuff from the alien butt from the Sithonites. Yeah. After after uh, his after he got uh, cut by that blade. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. From huh? Zod's people. Also, yeah. I find it interesting that they keep calling him Commander and not General. If he is in fact General Zod. Well, but I the mean, only person who called him General Zod is Adam. Right. So maybe so that's, he's not I, yet. I think we're meeting him in the timeline where he's not. Not a general yet, although if he has met Superman... But he's he met Superman, Kal-El. they're enemies. I don't know. Uh, Damn, that's interesting. Damn, Didn't really piece Kal-El. that together. Huh. So, uh, Seg kneels down, drops blood on the thing, nothing happens. He's like, it's got, in light, is like, house and uh, L and Zod. So she starts to cut herself, and Zod's like, let me do it. And that's when we get the line of the season. He kneels, 
to cut himself, and he goes, I'm not used to being in this position. Line so great. Such a great line, and so subtle. Like, if you if, if you weren't really listening for it, you just kind of brush past it. But line mm-hmm. of the season, right there. Whoever wrote this episode, I didn't check the credits at the beginning of this one, I apologize, because I usually do that, to give props where props are due. But that is a good line. Um, but they discover, you know, based on this, our families must have put this bald here. So uh, they decide that they're going to cut it open, you know, cut themselves to open it. But before that, Dev tells Darren that the bomb is ready and that Black Zero is going to be blamed. The bomb shall be placed in the tribunal for the end of the Nova Cycle. Dev and Jaina tell Jaren and Nyssa that uh, the collateral damage of the bomb is going to be huge um, because Goldie Wilson wants everybody together. Uh, he Ona, he asks Ona if she's ready to give herself over, but she says she wants to serve him while still being alive. And it's, again, he's just fascinated by her. And he begins to take his mask off and uh, reveal his true form to Ona. And that's when Dev and the security detail arrive to escort him to the close of the Nova Cycle. And, that's, and Goldie says, everybody, you know, gilded and rankless should be allowed there. And that's when Dev tells everybody hey um a lot of people are gonna die when this bomb goes off you've got all of candor here even the guy eating the sandwich <laughs> even he's gonna guy, be there too and they're guy. like well he can die we're good with him dying <laughs> but Jaina tells them that it's too late to back out but dev's not cool with this so dev sabotages the operation in the tribunal by proclaiming there's a bomb and the citizens of candor escape and there's one guy so okay the the seating is not that that vast it may go up further than we see but there's one guy on the front row and so pandemonium breaks out bomb everybody's running and there's one dude trying to get over the the railing the the side and like get down on the floor and he's hanging on for dear life screaming and it's like the the security guard from austin powers that's 100 feet away from the steamroller uh, before you know, yelling stop, and then and, and Austin still get out of the way. <laughs> you know he still gets run over. This guy <laughs> is just hanging on the ledge, screaming for dear life, and he's maybe four feet off the ground. <laughs> like it's he's like ah ah oh oh we're good. I just let go, buddy. <laughs> like it's not that far of a drop. <laughs> I rewound that and watched it three times. I laughed so I'm hard. Need to watch that back. That's it's fantastic. It's so funny, and then he just falls. He's like oh that was that was easy. Oh, it uh-oh. just crack me up like like okay he's in the middle of an of a of, of a row of, of pews or whatever in the tribunal he kind of looks to the left and that's taken to he can't get out that way because he looks to the right and that can't get out that way because people are you know trying to get to the fire exit he's like i'll just go over i've miscalculated gravely <laughs> somebody help me <laughs> I've made an enormous somebody mistake. help me and like if he pointed his toes they'd probably hit the dirt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious so thank you for that uh cam welsh and everybody involved um Adam uh, Adam gets free thanks to the Sithonites mm. uh, and uh, says that uh, I know what's in that vault. Do not open that vault. It, it is uh, a soulless killing machine and the doors open and we reveal <laughs> we reveal Brainiac. I mean, a Doomsday. Doomsday. I've gotten getting confused now. We reveal Doomsday in frozen slumber, and holy crap. Oh, boy. 
If he does not look like the most doomsdayest, doomsdayiest doomsday that ever doomsdayed. Full on doomsday. I mean, this is the kind of this is the stuff that Superman fan dreams are made of. Take a seat, Smallville. Take a seat, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of mm-hmm. Justice. The true doomsday was mm-hmm. hiding in this vault all along. Yep. Uh it's just amazing to see what he looks like. It's so cool. Um, but Adam says that Doomsday is a soulless killing machine and he they cannot release him. And even the Ice Queen shows up and says that the Sith Knights were there when the weapon arrived, that the houses of El and Zod thought they were creating something great, but it is pure evil. And the doors just kind of like closed. You get a 30-second window on Doomsday. And and if you don't if you don't go in, I guess we you know it's like a it's like going to the the Seven Eleven uh, the automatic doors shut. Yep, that, like, you, yeah, you we're good. Quick window. That's it. Yeah, and Zod is not having any of this. So a battle breaks out between the two factions: the Sith Knights versus Zod, Adam and Lyda, and Seg, uh, Lyda, and Adam, and a wounded General Zod escape. They get a shot off uh, General Zod, and Seg tells Adam to just leave. Krypton forever like I'm done with you mm-hmm. um and and Zod says does this mean you're you're with me and and Seg says yeah I'm I'm in but not with Doomsday we have to find another way to to kill Brainiac speaking of Brainiac uh Goldie Wilson's being escorted back to his chambers and Dev they've come up with a new way to kill him to assassinate him so as they round the corner into the chambers, a group of Sagittarii, including Jaina, are now uh, holding court uh, weapons drawn at him. And he says, well, if this is going to be my final moments, let me at least look upon it with my own eyes. And oh, Blake Ritson, what a oh, fantastic boy. actor you are. Because holy crap, that reveal. And then, yeah, everybody dies. Um, or, hey, everybody's you know, is, gone. Is infected by, by Brainiac. Um he so is. This, Go ahead. Th- this explains something that I had been wondering since they first revealed what Brainiac was going to look like, because mm-hmm. they showed us Blake Ritson, you know, in like the practical makeup, right? And then we saw that shot from the pilot where he's in the the skull ship, and yeah. he looks totally different. Yeah. And so I was sort of wondering, what is this? Because we're seeing an early production still. Like, what, what? why do these things not look alike? I'm sure by the time we see them on the show, they'll look alike. And now we have an in-universe, you know, story reason for it. It's because this is not Brainiac. This is, you know, Brainiac has taken over the person who was wearing the mask. So he has that face. Well, Brainiac's kind of like, maybe like the Borg? Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a good comparison. There's a collective. There, there's a collective and obviously... The big bad is on the ship, but he's infecting others. Now, right. some are infected to the point where they become an agent of Brainiac and speak through, and Brainiac speaks through them, and then others become disciples of Brainiac, mm-hmm. I believe. I, so, I think it's either that or or the more time that the infection has to set in, the more you get taken over. So like Rom, you know, it only been a couple days or a day or two, so, so she didn't really have the... She didn't turn green and everything, but I, I feel like maybe if she had had more time with it, she would have. Whereas yeah, but then in this I've, case, yeah, in this I case agree. It had time to set in, but then I believe whatever he is about to do with these Sagittarii, if he doesn't kill them, I don't believe they will become Brainiac. Like I believe he mm. will control them. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Like I, I believe they will be disciples of Brainiac. 
All right. Or, All or, right. So I, you know, I don't know, but uh, obviously that that's the the vibe I'm getting. Sure. Um, if we get somebody somebody's on the ground taking care of things before the skull ship arrives. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. But that is not Goldie Wilson anymore. That is not no. the voice of Ralph. That is Brainiac. That is Brainiac. That is Brainiac. Yep. And for sure. The episode ends. Because God, this show knows how to do some cliffhangers. Oh boy, do they! Oh, it's so good, it's so good. What a fantastic episode! My my favorite of the season. Who who drew the straw in the writers' room and was like, okay, you get to do this one, and it's like, yeah, like everybody else is jealous of you. Like you get right. to bring in so much lore. But then question so many things that we take for granted in mythos and just turn them on their head. Like, I mean, you you get to do the the doomsday reveal. Let's just talk about doomsday for a second. Holy <sighs> crap! That the doors open and the 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 ice and the the frozen slumber. That is that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome to hear his name spoken was awesome. Over the last. 20 years i want to say 18 years since since x-men came out in 2000 right uh 99 2000 what, what i think it was 2000 I think it was 2000 yeah ever since then right when, when that started and that arguably sort of kicked off the superhero renaissance we've had over the last 18 years um there was still this notion that audiences general audiences weren't ready for like full-on superhero comic book stuff we have to oh we have to put them in 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 uniforms we have to put them in these funny suits we have to it can't quite be uh no tights no flights in smallville you know and over over 10 years of smallville they gradually got came around to actually having the well okay the green arrow is just gonna like sort of wear this hood and and uh so will the flash and like they'll just wear these hoods and it'll be sort of like oh it's like a hoodie that's it's kind of like their costume wink wink nudge nudge but you know regular tv audiences aren't ready for the full-on costume and then we saw doomsday and it looked very much like like the real thing but here we are 2018 and we see the full-on like no let's just trade up like people are up for this people can accept this and it's not too weird not too out there let's just give them full-on doomsday and full-on brainiac like let's just give it to them it's what they want and it's so great to be living in this time where we get to experience this absolutely i four episodes left let's uh yeah we got a we got a lot to we got a lot of ground to cover miles to go before we sleep that's that's right that's right Um, but but this was a very ambitious episode so if they keep up this kind of pacing uh you know even if they take a break in 107 and, and pick it back up for eight nine ten. um there th- this has been a very ambitious season we've come up very far and in the four episodes that are left who knows where we'll go yeah uh i want to read a couple emails real quick this one is from alicia uh first off big fan of the podcast i wasn't even going to watch krypton but this came up in my shoe feed and i thought i i got and i thought i got to watch the show if for no other reason than to get the podcast jokes um and I want to just stop for a second and say we've gotten so many emails from people that said we weren't I wasn't going to watch Krypton until I saw Starfall South of was covering it. I don't think there could be a greater compliment than that. Like that that is just fantastic. Um you don't know what that means to me and I I I, I guess I'll speak for Frank on that too, but Frank can say otherwise if he wants to. Well, but for sure, like, for sure. That but. is that is just beyond me that that you weren't even gonna watch something until you found out we were covering it. Like I, I don't I'm not patting anybody on the back. I'm just saying, like, that is 
the most humbling thing you could possibly say about listening to the show and, and watching Krypton. So thank you for that. I, I'm going to go ahead and pat you on the back for that because you know no, Shu's no. been your Shu's been your your baby for all these years. So I think you you deserve a little bit of pat on the back for that. I, good, I, you know, that's, I, that's awesome. I think you and I do a good job. I'll pat you on the back too. I think we're a good team. Thank you. Good team. Wonder Twin Powers activate. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, you asked for a prediction. So here's mine. Short term, based on the preview, I'm guessing Colin Salmon is Lydazod's dad. Uh, long, t- longer term, Lida dies because she does the right thing, or is cast out uh, or cast out of the house of Zod, which is where Drew Zod learns what not to do. That being General Zod. Or long term, Segel gets his L back and then gives the rankless rank, which is why the L is a symbol of hope, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, what I would love to see happen is for Lida and Seg to end up creating Jor-El together, then Jor-El and, and uh, General Zod are related in some way. If that doesn't happen, then they end up pining for each other and maybe their kids get to be friends as a way to stay close. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, I, 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 obviously, Alicia, your email was written before the reveal that that Zod is Lida's son. Uh that we didn't get to read it last time. So, but I do like the idea that the the ranks coming back to the House of L. I love that. Uh, is is why that's a symbol of hope. That's pretty cool. Speaking of light and seg, I'm thinking the address of loving someone outside your intended family is part of the reason for the Nissa Vex reaction. It would be against the cultural norm and therefore shocking. Also, she looks hurt to make Seg feel guilty. Uh, guilty, she said. Do the voice guilty. in parentheses, and we'll use that guilt to manipulate him. As for making uh, the hurt face, even after she turns, uh, we were talking about uh, when Sag admits to being in love with Lida. She was in front of a mirror. Uh, uh, Alicia says so that Sag would have seen her face. Hmm. I didn't catch that, but good, good get. Adam and Kim ended up running a bar on Krypton, and Adam started House of Detroit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would like to see that happen again. Love the podcast. When will you be selling the official murder shorts? Order now at hmm. uh, KryptonPodcast.net. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and another one here. It's Davey, a uh, frequent listener of Supergirl TV Talk, who has followed you guys over to the show. I was listening to you. Uh, this is addressed to you, Frank. You and your co-host, Derek, debate the specific identity of Lida Zod's son and wanted to let you know a few things regarding him. Showrunner Cameron Welsh has confirmed that we are, in fact, dealing with the General Zod. Obviously, that uh, happened at the time of recording. Walsh also revealed the things that Adam Strange has thus far led Zeg to believe that Brainiac is the threat to Superman's future existence because he is coming to destroy Krypton are not completely accurate because the person who's come back to prevent Superman from existing is actually Zod. Mm. Something we've touched about on this episode. Zod's plan for preventing Superman's existence, as per Walsh, is not to destroy destroy Krypton, but to save it both from Brainiac right now and its ultimate destruction 200 years in the future, which one does the other. If you stop Brainiac from taking Kandor City, the core doesn't destabilize. Krypton doesn't blow up in 200 years. You were correct about that, Davey. Moving on from the Zod of it all, I wanted to touch on the comments you guys made about the Phantom Zone, specifically the part about not seeing Supergirl. Uh, Yeah, we admitted we were wrong in our episode with Greg Byrne. Uh, that uh, it was seen in an episode of Supergirl before I had forgotten that. So we apologize for that. Uh, finally, I wanted to close by saying that I'm really enjoying your discussion of the series, off-topic comments stand, uh, and sarcastic comments and all that, which is a feat because I'm not typically a fan of that style of humor, and that you both should keep up the good work. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. Davey, appreciate that. All right. Uh, 
so much more to talk about in the coming weeks. Uh, just, My God, so uh, much. It's, it's hard to even wrap our heads around what we saw this week and uh, where we're heading with uh, uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Only four episodes, four hours remaining in the Krypton story of season one. That's and it. By God, got to get a season two renewal. We, we got to yes, make that happen. I saw, again, I think the numbers have dipped a little bit. I think live viewing from Nielsen suggested around 725,000 watched live uh, last week. So uh, let's get those numbers up, people. Uh, I, 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 obviously, you can't fault the marketing of the show because it's been everywhere. I mean, to the They've back been- of Action Comics 1000. I mean, they they've given it everything everything they can, and, and they're giving and you so much. Wait, I mean, you, you can't fault this show for anything. the The amount of goodness they are giving you uh, every every week is amazing. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to, it's hard to fathom it. Sometimes it it's really like is. it's like, am I watching? Am I am I am I dreaming? Like, are we actually getting this this amazing stuff? So I know. I know. Uh, it's unbelievable. Kryptonpodcast.net. Follow us on Twitter at ShoeKrypton. Tweet us uh, as you watch. Uh, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to read some of your tweets from there. But if you'd also like, if there are more than 240 characters, you can email them uh, to us at, uh, at uh, what's our email address? Mail, Mail at Krypton uh, kryptonpodcast.net. Excuse me. I had a blank there for a second. We're also That's on right. Facebook. Starwell's House of L, uh, and uh, you can listen to us any way that you listen to podcasts. You can find us there. We're even on Spotify. But if you're listening to us through Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate that because you can leave us a rating and review, and other people are able to find the podcast through that. Hopefully, we can get more people listening. Again, thank you so much for the kind, kind comments, not only to our show, but to Krypton. Uh, I think... uh, one thing we talked about on our episode with Craig is how cool it is to see the actors and the behind the scenes crew and the executive producers and the writers interact with people on social media during not only the show's airing, but from week to week. So continue to do that, continue to hashtag Krypton tag Krypton sci-fi and just show your love for this amazing show. And we will be back next week to do it all again. I'm Derek. I'm Frank. Thanks everybody. <laughs>